Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 131 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com or even sitevisibility.com. Hello Kelvin. Hello Andy. Hello listeners all around the world. I hope you're doing well. How are you doing? Insert blank so they can tell yeah, us how they'll they have to email us all back now. They'll yeah. all have to email us back to tell us how to Every single um, person, yeah? yeah? Today we're revisiting Google yes. Plus, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Now, why so, are we revisiting Google well, Plus? We st- a couple of weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, um, Google Plus had just launched, and we waited a little bit. We didn't kind of rush straight in and say, hey, here's our big ideas, and then come two days later and be really embarrassed by it. Um, we waited a little bit of time, and we talked a bit about kind of how we thought it was useful. In the meantime, I've been thinking about... Sorry, listeners. Just two seconds, listeners. Bear with me. Sorry. That was my fault. I wasn't pointing the mic properly into Kelvin's mouth. <sighs> uh, Carry on, Kelvin. Okay, we're, we're good, we're good. So, I, yeah, I've been thinking about Google Plus, particularly from an SEO perspective. Mm-hmm. So the logic holds that um, there's been some correlation studies by people like SEO Moz that have suggested there's a strong correlation between like Facebook likes and rankings and Twitter mm-hmm. um, tweets and rankings. Now, they've not said they're correlated. In fact, they're adamant they're not correlated. Um, but there's kind of an indication that good websites tend to get shared more frequently on social networks. Mm-hmm. So, well, sites that are good from an SEO perspective. Um, so the logic holds that at some point in time, it makes sense for Google to start including some social ranking factors. And opinions vary amongst the SEO community about to what extent that is already the case or whether it's just something that is very likely to happen in the future. I'm probably in between the two. So I'm not absolutely certain it's affecting all of the time, but I do think it's got probably a bit of a bit of an impact so with that in mind that um google we assume are going to want some social ranking element to their algorithm um it's always been a bit tricky for them that they've had to rely on third parties for that data um and not just third parties because they rely on third parties for link data they kind of look at everybody's websites Mm. to see who links to each other but third parties who in the case of facebook 
don't want them to have the data. And in the case of Twitter, are charging them to have the data. So, you know, there's the Twitter fire yeah, they're, they're charging them to have a fire hose, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, and they're yeah. charging them to have that data. Mm. Now, that can't be that good for Google in the long run. Um, they don't want to be paying money to generate who they see as their next big rivals. Mm. Um, and they've always had this big desire to build their own social service that works really well. And Google+, Plus, you know, potentially is their their attempt to do... Well, it is their attempt, but it's potentially their successful attempt sure. to do that. Um, now, I won't debate here. We sort of talked a bit in the past about um, how successful it potentially could be. And, it, you know, it's done well on the number of people that have signed up for it. But what I want to talk about is... Um, does Google Plus already provide as good ranking data, um, you know, as good signals of what content is good as Twitter and Facebook do? Right. So I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk you through some of the ideas and then finally a little bit of data that I've researched um, around this to kind of make my argument to you that actually. Google Plus already provides Google with enough of the right sort of data to rank content based on social data that's as good as Twitter or as good as okay. Facebook. I can see this this episode developing into a bit of a Kelvin brain dump while Andy quietly smokes yes. his pipe in the background. Sorry, yes, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, <laughs> okay, let the brain dump <laughs> commence. Well, the, the first of those points is that um, there's a big overlap. People, so one of the arguments goes, well, Yes, Google Plus is great, but um, it's only—I can't see my mum using it, or it's only really geeks and you know social media, you know nerds who are using it. Well, I think that doesn't mean that it can't provide good ranking data, because actually the whole Google algorithm built on links, built on people referencing each other, um, is built upon people who own websites, people who maintain blogs, who maintain websites. Um, the linkerati is who people like Rand Fish can call these people. Mm. I think there's a pretty good similarity between those people who own a blog, um, run a website, and the type of people who are using Google+. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Google have always relied on these early adopters, the linkerati, to provide them this data. Um, the problem is people aren't doing that as much now. Um, since you've got a Twitter account, a Facebook account, a LinkedIn account, a Google+, account, you blog less. That's a fact about it. Um, so I don't think that's a problem, actually. I think that, that, that that's okay. That, that's how the people who have always provided this data. Um, additionally, I don't think there's as many spammers on Google Plus as there is on um, like Twitter, say, for example, because of that invitation-only element to it when it started. Uh, and it's still reasonably difficult. It's not impossible, but, you know, it's not e- It's not just sign up to get an account you know there's a little level of difficulty there that i think has been really good because if you were to look at all of the data in in twitter a lot of that spam there's a lot of noise there and not a huge amount of signal um in terms of content being shared i think google plus that signal to noise ratio is significantly better because there's less of these kind of automated twitter bots out there doing that stuff and i think bots is another big element to it as well so much of the content that appears on twitter is robotically generated and yeah. and that can be in a that can be kind of in a bad way in terms of automated accounts or it can be in a good way well a slightly better way like say for example if i know i've got a podcast coming up i set up a rss feed that automatically tweets whenever we publish a podcast say yeah. for example yeah. that's quite common right no, no one sees that really as spam but some people still frown on that kelvin yeah i mean yeah i i i, I can see both sides of the story there mm. but um 
But I think the fact that you can't really do that on Google Plus actually makes this ranking data better, if you see what I mean. Mm. Because um, the fact that you can't, you have to do it manually means that you're less, you're only going to share stuff that you actually want to share. You see, by making it ever so slightly more difficult to share, they've put a barrier, uh, they've raised the barrier of entry. So actually, it should only be content that someone somewhere decided to share by clicking a button rather than setting something up four years ago that still continues to run automatically today. Mm. So I think that, that, that means that if you compare Twitter and Facebook to the Google Plus data, that the Google Plus data is going to be better for that very reason. Um, my fourth idea is that circles, so the way that you group people on Google Plus so you can put them in, SEO, podcasters, Brighton, friends, family, all these different groups that you might have. Um, I think those circles potentially could give Google a really good idea of a sphere of influence of certain groups of people. So say, for example, uh, if I wanted to buy a second-hand car, I use this like analogy quite a lot in link building, but um, if I were to want to buy a second-hand car um, and I ask my friends and I get two people come back and give me a recommendation about which car I should buy, one of them's a mechanic who works in a garage and one of them's a hairdresser. I'm going to take the recommendation from the, the mechanic much yeah. more seriously than that of the hairdresser. So if you have lots of people in similar circles, I'm not even necessarily thinking about the, the label, the name of those circles. I don't, I don't think that matters. Mm. But if you have a lot of people who, are group, who cluster, in, so you've got like 500 people who overlap in a thousand circles, say, so Google will be fairly confident that these people are a cluster of, um, of, of thought, they can be fairly confident that the people that those, that the content those 500 people are sharing is the best content in that area, if you see what I mean. Sure. So yeah. if There's I... A cor- sort of correlation. Yeah. So yeah. if I were to say, okay, well, there's a group of hairdressers and a group of mechanics. Mm. The mechanics are always sharing content about cars. The hairdressers are always sharing content about hair. So mm. then if two equal articles one was about buying secondhand cars one was in shared by the mechanics the same number of mechanics the other one was shared by the hairdressers the same number of hairdressers imagining everything else was equal google could be based on the clustering and similarity of content more confident than the one from the mechanics mm. um was a better piece of content so i think i think circles it'll take a bit of time but i think that potential to cluster people like that, um, I think potentially gives them some really more trusted data than Twitter would have. Now, the next step was, I think that already they've got a pretty statistically significant group of people. So one of the arguments goes, well, how can they trust the data? Twitter have got loads more users than, than, than Google+. And Google+, are about 25 million, which is no small number of people to be... 25 sniffed. million users yeah, already? Yeah, 25 million users already. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got to be fairly confident already that that's kind of a pretty substantial sample size. But I then did some, some stats off the back of this. So I, I, I went, okay, well, I think it's already statistically significant, but what is the correlation between Google+, Plus shares... And Facebook shares mm. or Google Plus shares and tweets, right? Because if there's a strong correlation between those, i.e., something that is very that gets a hundred 
shares on Twitter, gets 50 Facebook shares and gets 25 um, Google Plus shares. And that, you know, that ratio, say, holds pretty good. That's not the ratio, but assuming that was the ratio. Yeah, sorry, them. I'm trying to get my head right. Is it, are we talking about similar bits of content that, that are on Twitter and yeah. Google Plus yeah. and S- Facebook? So say we, we do a podcast right. episode. Yeah. Um, that might get tweeted 50 times. It might get Facebook liked 20 times. I'm with you. And shared on Google Plus 10 times. I'm with you, yeah. Now, if we do that and look at all of our podcast episodes, and there's a consistent correlation between the number of times it's shared on Facebook and the number of times it's shared on Twitter, you can be fairly confident that if one's high, the other one will be high. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So what I'm getting at there is, I think, and the test I I carried out a test to challenge this, was to say, well, I think Google might not get as many votes or as many shares of content as Facebook or as Twitter, but they're in the same magnitude, you know, the same relative popularity. So say one piece of content, you've got five pieces of content, and you rank them in order of how many tweets they've got. I think that order, if you rank them by the number of Facebook likes they've got and the number of Google Plus likes they've got, Mm. would be very similar. So what I did um, is I took... You're a true scientist, Kelvin. Well, no, it's, it's, it's got a only, lab coat on, you know. It's only, only, only a small study at this, this mm. stage. But I took um, 15 articles um, from a... How many different websites was it? Oh, he's scanning so, his piece of paper now. Search Engine Land, Mashable. Yeah, so basically there was 100 websites that I looked at here. Right. Um, and I looked at the correlation between them, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the idea being that could I be confident that if something had more Facebook shares, it would have more Google Plus shares? And I looked at the correlation between them, right? So a perfect correlation is one mm. on, the, on the, you know, if you're looking at correlations. So that means that there's a perfectly predictable relationship. If one goes up, the other goes up. If one goes down, the other goes down. Mm-hmm. The correlation, so one being a perfect correlation um, and anything kind of over five being you know, pretty good anything over six. Yeah, I was going to ask what, what, yeah. what the threshold yeah. is. Yeah, so I mean, some of the guys who are really into stick statistics will be able to tell you exactly. But generally speaking, the higher, the, the nearer one, the better the correlation is, right? Um, and zero being kind of no correlation whatsoever. So the correlation between the number of tweets a piece of content had and Facebook likes was 0.66. And the correlation between Google Plus and the number of tweets, so the number of times it was shared on Google Plus and the number of times it was shared on Twitter was 0.81. And Facebook and Google Plus, so likes versus Google Plus ones, was 0.69. So really quite significant there. And that's I was going to say, yeah, because yeah, it's 0.5, isn't it, is the threshold. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, on some sites, so one particular site, Search Engine Land, right, their correlation between Google Plus and Facebook was 097 um, Google Plus and Twitter, 0.94. And I even on that site, looked at the LinkedIn ones as well because you've got the LinkedIn share. That was 0.95 between Google Plus and Google, you know, LinkedIn shares. Now, mm. Search Engine Land is the type of website that is going to have lots of users of Google Plus. And it went down to those 0.66s when adding more generalist sites into the mix. But what I'm getting at there is though, already they can be fairly confident that if something's popular on google plus it's probably popular on the other networks so if you believe that content that's popular on facebook and twitter should rank better you know the connection's there that that google can already rely on that data so now i'm assuming this isn't a massive surprise because you were kind of expecting this weren't you well i mean yeah there's a little bit of a kind of of you know self 
Um, you know, it's not hugely surprising that something that's popular on Twitter is popular on Facebook and is pop. You know, good content is good content. Mm. But even I was surprised that I thought certain types of content would skew in certain directions. I b2b content more likely to be popular on linkedin mm. jokey stuff more likely to be popular on facebook you know in that type of connection but it did seem that generally speaking there's a reasonably predictable and you know static relationship between the number of shares independently of the network it's being shared on mm. so i think google already for that reason because there's the correlation there because there's less spammers because it's harder to share um, because people can't automatically update their content. I think already Google Plus could be providing as good, if not even slightly better, mm. um, social indicators that could go towards ranking. Now, what I'm not saying here is that it is influencing rankings. I don't think it is yet. But I think that Google can be already confident enough to use their own data as part of a ranking algorithm. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm. I think good stuff. Nodding doesn't work on yeah, audio. No, podcast. it doesn't work. But <laughs> yeah, so basically, Google Plus. Whether you think it's going to be a huge hit or not, I think very soon it will become an element of the Google, you know, natural search algorithm. And as a consequence, if you want your website to do better on Google you need to be thinking about Google+. Well, there you are. You've heard it from the man himself, Professor Kelvin Newman, in his lab coat. If you, if you say Professor enough, people think clipboard. I might be, rather than, you know, he went to Sussex Uni and got a media <laughs> studies degree and now plays about a bit in Excel. But He's also a psychologist. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all this stuff that you can learn on the internet. But, yeah, I, I genuinely think that Google+, whether it's bigger than Twitter, bigger than Facebook, that's not what it's about. It's, is it big enough to provide Google with what they want. I think it is. Brilliant. Well, that's a wrap. Um, I've been Andy White, and thank you very much for listening. And I've been Kelvin Newman, and I would also like to thank you very much for listening. And uh, don't forget, please interact with us. So send emails to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. That's the one. Or use that funny phone number at the end that I say to, to, to phone in a, um, a message. Or we a love voicemails. We Makes do, me and Andy uh, smile. It does, especially if they've got turkeys in the background. Or was it chickens? I, I can't remember, but it, yeah, it was some fake soundtrack, wasn't it? <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256 150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing
Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.